And let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To begin our celebration, let's prepare ourselves to meet our God in word and sacrament. Let's just take a moment of quiet reflection and look back in our daily lives. But for those moments of grace when God has blessed us, let us be thankful for his many gifts. We recognize, too, there are moments we are sinners. And so let us seek forgiveness from our Heavenly Father. I confess to Almighty God and, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison. Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie Favor, O Lord, to your servants, and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace that made fervent in hope, faith, and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your command. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Be 
seated, listen to the word of God.
Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowd, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, an enemy has done this. His slave said to him, do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, no, if you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. And at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds. Yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its banks. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was left. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. Then dismissing the crowd, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, he who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. And the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evil doers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace and they'll be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears ought to hear the gospel of the Lord.
next month we will celebrate the 75th anniversary of the end of the Second World War. And uh, it is violent and uh, uh, horrible is that uh, that war was going for more than six years from 19, officially from 1939 through 1945, but uh, other things had started even earlier than that with the Japanese invasion of China and other things taking place. Um, it was an amazing uh, act at the, after the war that uh, astounded people and in a real sense contributed to, to finally having peace out of that. Um, General Douglas MacArthur was the commander of, uh, Supreme Commander of U.S. Forces uh, in the, uh, for Asia and Indian Ocean. He and Admiral Nimitz shared the, the Pacific theater uh, in that sense. And after the war, um, MacArthur was named military governor of Japan. Uh, he had signed the peace treaty on the Missouri and, and uh, Tokyo Harbor, um, and then set up a provisional government there. Um, the emperor of Japan uh, kept expecting MacArthur to show up at his palace. Um, but MacArthur didn't go there. And uh, some weeks passed. Uh, and finally, uh, MacArthur received a message that the emperor would like to come and see him. And he said, by all means, uh, they set up a time. And the emperor prepared himself for this journey across town uh, from his imperial palace uh, to where MacArthur had set up uh, his provincial government. The emperor said goodbye to his family uh, before he got in his car and headed over there. Um, he expected that MacArthur would receive him, have him placed under arrest, uh, face a military tribunal, and be executed. Instead, he was welcomed to a meal and friendly conversation, um, asking what uh, could be done to help his people, and sent on his way back to back home to the palace. Uh, he was utterly astounded at this act. Um, he could not understand why he was not arrested and tried for war crimes. He was, uh, you know, in the words of Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, the one where the buck stopped. Um, you know, the buck stopped at his death. Uh, now he had a prime minister uh, and, and others, and there were others in the government who were arrested for uh, overseeing war crimes, but the emperor was not. And 
this had a profound effect not only on Emperor Hirohito, but on the Japanese people. They expected the emperor to be arrested. They expected him to be tried, convicted, and executed. Instead, he was left in office as emperor. He was uh, left with all the privilege that he had before. Um, and that served to do an amazing thing. Um, uh, in doing that, the people of Japan who could have been very angry with the United States, uh, conquerors, occupiers, um, went through the process of becoming allies and friends. Uh, that act of forgiveness uh, uh, of the emperor uh, and in, in, in doing that, the people saw America was forgiving them as well for the things that had happened. Um, allowed uh, for true friendship to grow between the nations. It endures to this day, 75 years later. Uh, they are probably our closest friends uh, in the Pacific Rim. Though you are master of might, you judge with clemency, and with much lenience, you govern us. For power, whenever you will, attends you. He's reading from a first reading from the Book of Wisdom. Uh, tells us that you know, MacArthur didn't create, didn't originate this idea. Uh, rather, he was following the Scripture. He was following God's idea of justice in this. And that's one of the hardest things for us to, uh, to comprehend. Because um, our own idea of justice uh, is one that doesn't always include forgiveness, doesn't always include bygones be bygones. Um, if you think of what the, the symbol of justice is uh, in the United States and through a good chunk of the world. Uh, it's a blindfolded lady holding a scale. And the two sides of that scale are held even. If you were a philosopher like John Rawls, you might say that's justice is fairness. Um, you might think that, you know, if the, if the scales of justice are even, that is a just solution. And yet, on God's part, uh, if Lady Justice were out there holding up a scale that had God on one side and us on the other, it would be very much different than even. Um, because God's idea of justice is very much stronger than ours. Uh, God is a God of forgiveness. Um, if you think about it, just you, know, just you look through the Old Testament, the history of the covenant 
is a history of a chosen people, and it's a chosen people who constantly break the deal. Uh, the Israelites constantly turn their back on their God. Everything that was expected of them, they did the opposite. First commandment, I am the Lord thy God, there shall have no false gods before me. What were they constantly doing? Worshiping false gods. Moses didn't make it down the mountain with the tablets, and they had built themselves a golden calf that they were dancing around and worshiping because they'd seen the Egyptians do this. We look at you know later captivity from Babylon. They were worshiping Baal, the, the god of their their neighbors. Um, constant breaking of the covenant, and yet constant forgiveness. Maybe the most dramatic example of of God's idea of justice, of God's idea of fairness is what he did about original sin. Adam and Eve did not pay the price for it. Uh, nor did their children, Cain or Abel or any of the others that populated the earth. Nor did any of the chosen people, the Israelites, uh, uh, nor the Ishmaelites, uh, the other branch of Abraham's family, nor did the Egyptians or the Greeks or the Romans or the Babylonians or the, the Indians or the Chinese or anyone who populated the earth at that time. The one God chose to pay the price was his own son. Uh, he sent the one who had no sin to pay the price for sin. And in doing so, he did an amazing thing. Um, uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, that maybe the greatest blessing of, of priesthood is the sacrament of reconciliation. Uh, when people come and confess their sins to God, and you serve as intermediary and are able to grant them forgiveness for it. But one of the things that uh, you hear most often, um, and this is not to violate uh, this, the, the seal of the confession at all, confessional at all, but people always say, how can God forgive me? How can God forgive me a sinner? Whatever their list of sins may have been. And as people have asked me this uh, over the last 30 years, over and over and over again, the, uh, the thing that, that comes to my mind most strongly is Look at the investment God made in you. Um, started with creation. Continued with sending his only son to pay the price for our sin. Continues with his sending his Holy Spirit to anoint us and claim us ever anew. That's how God forgives us and has these scales so far out of whack. Uh, scales that to God 
look like they're in perfect balance. If his forgiveness and love uh, outlasts and outweighs anything that we could do. And that's what is written about in this book of wisdom. For though you are master of might, you judge with clemency and with much lenience, you govern us. That's God's idea of justice, his love and forgiveness. Let us stand and profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became him. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken to the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sin, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us now gather our hopes and desires and bring our needs before our Heavenly Father. Lord, hear our prayer. That God's goodness and mercy may be a model for them as they exercise their responsibility, we pray to the Lord. For those who are accused of criminal behavior, that they may be judged with clemency and allow repentance for their transgressions, we pray to the Lord. For those who suffer in the heat of the summer, especially the elderly, young children, and those who have difficult medical conditions, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are ill, especially Father Norm Dixon, Father Mark, Father Jim Gardner, Connor, Peggy, Madeline, James, Raymond, Zach, Lewis, Casey, Arira, Steve, Dr. Christopher, Jerry and Karen, Richard, Peter, Bella, Helen, Michael, and John, we pray to the Lord. For all those who have passed away, especially Wentzel and Dorothy Kelsey, for whom this Mass is offered, we pray to the Lord. For all of us, we may find comfort in God's extravagant mercy when we repent of our sins. 
we pray to the Lord. For all the prayers that we hold in the silence of our hearts, for all our intentions, spoken and unspoken, and those in our book of intentions, we pray to the Lord. We bring you our hopes and desires, knowing that as a loving Father, you will take care of everything we truly need. And so we offer them to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, our brother and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. my sisters and brothers of my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God our Almighty Father. Loving God who in the one perfect sacrifice brought to completion varied offerings of the law, except we pray this sacrifice from your faithful servants and make it holy as you bless the gifts of Abel so that what each is offered to the honor of your majesty they benefit the salvation of all. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you come to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity and even fashion for us a remedy out of mortality itself, that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation. Through Jesus, the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim. Oh, <laughs> 
You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, Graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you, In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which we poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven. As we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. And he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her husband, your blessed apostles, Wenceslaus, and your martyrs, and all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Walter, our administrator, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you've summoned before you this evening. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To Wenzel and Dorothy and all of our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you with their passion from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. 
There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, to whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty, Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. to us by Jesus himself, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with you. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb, Lord. May the body and blood of Christ keep us safe for eternal life. Lord, the gracious, the merciful, is made a memorial of his wonders. He gives food to those who fear him. Let us pray. 
Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This man is in this Thanks be to God.